Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good people. It is Wednesday, December the 28th, 2022. Shout out to Fizzle Dollars for the intro song. Wake up with Ray G. I'm glad y'all got y'all asses up this morning. It's going to be a good day. That mock draft. It's mock draft season. We're going to do that. We're going to do that today. I, I got the show solo today. Jay Rich is out celebrating Christmas. Uh, three days after the holiday is taking place, but it's all good. You needed some time off. I can captain this ship one deep. I got the people in the building with me, and that's all I need. Good morning, Ty DeClaire. How you doing, my man? Dynasty Barry, Johnny, Lily Crab, Shane, Joe. Take a sip in the building. Good morning, good folks. What's going down, Lindsey Mack? My girl, Lindsey Mack in the building. Eric V, Matt Brunin, Ryan in the building. Anthony L, what's happening with you? Alex C, Zach Dillon. Good to see everybody in the building today. I want your engagement. I want your participation as we go through this 2023 rookie mock. Uh, got some other stuff that I want to dive into as well. There's not going to be any Michelle Adoro news, uh, the, the straight facts. Jay Rich is in here. I have no news. Uh, when, I, when I captain the ship, I do what I want to do. I have no news to tell you. I don't know who's injured. I don't know who's out. I don't know who's not playing. Everything that I keep seeing right now, and, and, I, and I do want to talk about it in, in a quick second. Shout out to Prize Fix, the people that pay the bills. See the light in the background, stuff at the bottom. Use the promo code WAKE UP, as well as that Michelle Adora coffee. I have not had a cup this morning, not yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get some after the show. The some stomach was a little shaky this morning, so I didn't want to go black coffee before I had to sit here for an hour because you never know. When you drink that coffee, but Michelle Adoro, USA.com, 15% off if you use the promo code wake up, make sure you cop some of that coffee. So again, no news, but the thing that's been um, being discussed at uh, great length right now is quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. I guess that's the biggest news that's happened over the past couple of days or since we had the show on Monday. And there's a lot of discussion about what happens next with Tua. You know, this is... Uh, concussion symptoms appeared after the hit and fall that he took on Sunday. And I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything today if he's going to play, if he's not going to play. But this is two confirmed concussions and three, we ain't stupid, that Buffalo game. He's getting up. He's stumbling around. Didn't look good. Um, I, I don't have any groundbreaking takes. I don't have any information. I'm not a doctor. All I'll say is this is scary as hell, right, uh, from a human perspective. And then for what we do in Dynasty, right, this is the risk. You invest in Tua, and I get it. Concussions can happen to anybody, anytime, anywhere. Uh, but the frequency in which this has happened to this young man, it is, um, you know, I've got a couple of shares of Tua across Dynasty Leagues and kind of don't know what to do right now. I don't know if he's a buy low, like he's going to be fine. I, I think anybody that says one way or the other, he's definitely going to retire or he's going to be A-OK. -okay. 
they're 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 wishing in one hand and and and, and shitting in another. Like we just don't know. So. You know, this is uh is the risk. I don't really know what to do with him. I don't know what to tell y'all. I don't really know what I want to do. I feel like, you know, right now we are in the midst of an auction right now in uh, in one of the Destination Debbie Heisman leagues. It's a USFL. And I want to show you guys this because I am a big auction proponent. If it's a snake draft, traditional snake, I don't do it. It's got to be auction, dynasty startup. If it's not an auction draft, I don't want to do it. And uh, I'll show you where Tua went in that auction, how much he went for a $1,000 budget. It'd be fun to kind of track this. I know a lot of people out there have, have DM'd me and said, Ray, wanted to get into, I want to get into auctions, never done one, don't know the values, don't know the prices. Well, I'll pull up, uh, I'll pull up some prices and show you here in a second. But let me know what y'all are doing with Tua right now, man. Uh, again, first and foremost, hopefully everything is good with him, uh, you know, head-wise. But from a dynasty perspective, because that's what we do, we talk about how to value these players. I really don't know what to do with Tua. But before we get into the mock, I do want to show you, uh, we have completed. So uh, Scott Connor, Eric Vanek, and myself have uh, taken the USFL leagues, the way that they do their startup drafts, and we've applied them to Dynasty. So quick setup of what you're about to see is in this Dynasty startup, you've got nine auction rounds followed by the remaining rounds being snakes. So this is how this works. Every morning you wake up, you don't know what rounds. Each round, there's a certain position that you can only uh, put up for bid, right? One round, you got two quarterback rounds, two running back rounds, two wide receiver rounds, one tight end round. A 10th round uh, where you can you know, bid on draft selections in the 10th round, which allow you to take bevies, rookies, or whatever players fell through the cracks from the auction. And then one wild card round where you can nominate whatever. But you don't know what round is coming up until that morning. So you have no clue if it's going to be a quarterback round, if it's going to be a running back round. Really, it, it, there's some strategy involved with your bankroll management, you know, where you pick and choose your spots. So we have completed two rounds to this point. The first day was the 10th round picks. And then, then yesterday was the interesting round because the quarterbacks came up. So everybody had a lot of money. I'm going to show y'all what it looks like. Let's, uh, let's go to the screen and, and just show y'all out there who are thinking about getting into some auction leagues where the quarterbacks went, the prices, who was QB one, two, three off the board via the auction prices. So here we go. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the top two uh, players in the auction so far, both of them went for $425 a piece out of a $1,000 budget. So 40% of those budgets gone on those quarterbacks. And this is, again, it's everything that we continue to talk about, the state of the quarterback position, how comfortable we feel in Dynasty with, you know, back half quarterbacks. We've seen it. It's truly the haves and the have-nots. You got Jalen Hurts coming off of the board as QB3 at $395. Justin Herbert, QB4. Joe Burrow, QB5. Lamar Jackson tied with Joe Burrow, $378. There I go. Trevor Lawrence, $375. Justin Fields, $365. And then you've got the 10th round picks off of the board. You see the 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 106, all coming off of the board before the next quarterback, which is Tua, down here at $142. And mind you, with these 10th round picks at that 101 spot, Brandon can select Bijan Robinson. He can take uh, Caleb Williams. He could do whatever he wants. Any college prospect or let's just say from the NFL side if no other quarterbacks got put up for bid which they will whatever the best remaining if Trey Lance is there he could take Trey Lance at the 10-01 you scroll down a little bit more and you'll see 
Uh, there goes Russell Wilson for one hundred dollars. Mike White, and then I got Desmond Ritter for thirty bucks down there. Just you know, it was thirty dollars. He could be the starting quarterback next year. Who knows? He looked better. He looked better. Um, so there goes the uh, the first couple of and and everyone says, oh, if you paid that much for Lawrence or Fields, you should have just paid up for. Uh, for Josh Allen, well, it doesn't quite work like that because if you spent money in the first round, I mean, this is this is how you have to auction. You got to pick and choose your spots. And what I anticipate happening is those people who did not pay up for one of these sort of elite tier quarterbacks, you're going to be spending two hundred and seventy five, two hundred ninety, three hundred dollars on Kirk Cousins, on Trey Lance. On Kyler, I just don't want to do that. I I knew that coming out of this round, I did not want to get in a bidding war for Dak Prescott and end up paying three twenty five for Dak, which I anticipate will happen because quite a few teams do not have a quarterback. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out. And we'll kind of track this. I really do want more people to be op- open to the auction startup strategy, and I think the best way in order to influence that or get people more comfortable with potentially joining an auction startup is to show them as we go. So this will be a fun one. To the track uh, today is the wild card round so any position can be nominated so it'll be fun just to kind of enter the show we wake up look at the auction see what the values are see what the prices are I'm telling you right now auction is the only way to do it but uh we've got a lot to get to 2023 mock we will be taking a look at a mock draft that was recently done uh, by one of my co-workers at the draft network the coo of the draft network jamie eisner he and the staff writers did a 2023 rookie mock uh selections picks there's some this one is really good because there are some trades inside of this mock we'll look at the players we'll talk about the fit the landing spots and how we would react in dynasty if these were to come to fruition so let's pull it up and get it cracking with this mock over here at the draft network go over to the draft network website uh if you want to see uh all the dope stuff that they're doing it's 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 more than worth it but let's go ahead and talk about it. here we go 2023 mock Jamie Eisner. Let's uh let's break this thing down. So here we go. At the 101 spot, he has the Houston Texans selecting CJ Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State. We all know Houston, uh, listen, uh, Jeff Driscoll, Davis Mills, we all know it's coming, right? I don't know which quarterback it's going to be. CJ, Bryce, Will, one of those three, they're going number 1 overall to the Houston Texans. CJ Stroud in this mock is the selection for the Texans and you know uh Lovey Smith there's no rumors about him or Pep Hamilton being fired I think they all kind of knew that this season was going to be a shit year for the Houston Texans franchise so they're uh and they've played they've played well I know the record is only 2 and 13 or whatever the record is but they have they have been competitive in games they just have not figured out a way to win those games. And when you've got a quarterback that really can't complete passes, it makes it very difficult for for any team to win. So they got to take a quarterback. There you go, C.J. Stroud, one overall to the Houston Texans. And then you move down this mock, and you've got back-to-back quarterbacks coming off of the board with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young being selected number three overall by the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I just want to read the write-up. While Geno Smith was a great story to begin the season, his players dropped off considerably in weeks. Seattle should still be in search of a franchise quarterback, and I can see Pete Carroll falling in love with Bryce Young. I agree. I think that, uh, you know, here's the thing. Geno has been... He's been a phenomenal story. He deservingly was voted to the Pro Bowl. I think he's had a great year. I think he's earned himself a shot or a chance uh, to be a starting quarterback 
next year, but I do not believe Geno Smith should preclude the Seattle Seahawks if they're picking at three and Bryce Young is their top player on the board. I don't think Geno Smith should stop them from taking a young franchise quarterback. So when you look at this fit, when you look at the player, uh, it would afford Bryce Young some time. I, I, I don't think... I don't think it would be a situation where Bryce would sit for the entire year and not going number three overall, uh, a couple of bad Geno Smith games, and and Bryce Young is in. Now, the other side of this coin, which we've also talked about uh, privately in our Discord, patreon.com forward slash all gas Heisman tier, is Geno Smith going to bag chase? And I think he should. You know, this is a quarterback who was drafted in the second round, I think, believe in 2013 by the Jets, never really received a big payday throughout his career he's played well enough to probably have a chance to earn a starting job somewhere next year uh you look at the Jets you look at the Panthers you look at the Falcons all potentially in need of a bridge quarterback if I'm Geno Smith I'm going to the highest bidder I mean this is his last opportunity to get paid probably outside of him smashing you know wherever he's at next year so if I'm Geno Smith I'm probably going to bag chase I'm going to go get my money I'm going to get paid set my family up for, for for life for generations to come and in this case Bryce Young would end up being the starting quarterback there's no way I would think Bryce Young would be beat out by Drew Locke in this scenario. I really like the fit. You've got two bookend tackles with Charles Cross and Abe Lucas on, on, on the offensive front. You've got wide receivers locked into place. You've got Noah Fan at tight end, and you got a running game. I like it. Defense is ascending. They got Tyreek Woolen last year. They hit on some other picks. I'd really like this fit of Bryce to Seattle a little bit more than I would uh, CJ Stroud to Houston, but we'll talk about what order we'd have these guys ranked in Superflex once we get through the mock. At number four, here goes one right here. So we've got a trade. This is the Carolina, right now this pick currently belongs to the Arizona Cardinals, or at the time this mock was created, this pick, number four overall, belonged to the Arizona Cardinals. So Carolina traded uh, their 23 first-round pick, fourth overall. Arizona receives uh, the 23 first, number eight overall, 23 second, and a fourth-round pick, all right? So Carolina, new new coach. I don't know if it's going to be Steve Wilkes, who's kind of turned this thing around in Carolina, but I, I still am not buying into Steve Wilkes being the long-term head coach there, but if he does, great, because he has turned it around. Carolina selects Will Levis, quarterback, out of Kentucky. So within the first four picks, got C.J. Stroud, we have Bryce Young, we have Will Levis all off of the board. Carolina, uh, Terrace Marshall seems to have figured out you know, figured it out in year two. This is why I don't really give up on wide receivers after year one. Terrace Marshall looks like a nice complimentary piece to DJ Moore. Uh, running game is fine. I don't know how much long-term you want to invest in Deontay Foreman, but they definitely could bring him back on a cheap deal. Chuba Hubbard's still there. I, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know about the Carolina Panthers. It's It's hard to say. I guess it really depends on which direction the ownership goes in with the coach, with, you know, who's the offensive coordinator and care. This would be one where I, I just, I mean, he's got the capital to where he's got to matter, right? And everything that I preached about and talked about with Anthony Richardson, those same things would apply to Will Levis here at number four uh, to Carolina. He's got the draft capital. He's got the talent. Uh, you see more and more evaluators coming around full circle on the Will Levis experience. So this would be an interesting fit. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I think of the three quarterbacks in the top five, I like Bryce's situation a lot more than the other two. And then probably Will, then CJ. But let's let's go through the rest of the mock. Let's move down. And no Detroit Lions fans, 
you are not getting a quarterback. I don't know if that's what you're talking about in the chat, but no, the Detroit Lions add edge to their team. Tyree Wilson is a monster out of Texas Tech. So here we go. The next fantasy-relevant position, Bijan Robinson to the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. I told Jamie when I saw this, I absolutely hated it. I hated it. Like, this is... but. It makes sense. Uh, Mike Mayock and John Gruden may be gone, but the Raiders are still the Raiders. And they are. And while they have Josh Jacobs absolutely smashing this year, you saw that they had him playing in the preseason game. It's probably gone. But this, I hate this pick, and it feels like a Raiders pick. Like, I, I think Bijan Robinson is the only running back that I currently have projected in round one of the NFL draft. He's going to go round one. There are a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of analysts who say, um, that he's like a top five player in this class, period. Just NFL draft-wise. I graded him out um, a couple of days ago. I'll just say, like, in my running back film scores, Devon A. Chain, he got a 72, which is really good. Uh, the, uh, Jameer Gibbs, I think, was a 73 and a half. Bijan Robinson graded out, I believe, as a 90 in my thing. Like, when I went through my film grades, I mean, he is incredible. I think he is... He's, he's an incredible running back prospect. There's nothing he can't do. This feels like a Raiders pick. And here's the thing. Whether I like the fit from an NFL team standpoint or not, he goes to the Raiders, he's going to smash. We've already seen the utilization of Josh Jacobs in that offense. I think it'd be plug and play. He'd be very good. I don't like it from a team building perspective, but I think he would be very, very good uh, fantasy-wise in Las Vegas. Like I don't think there'd be anything to worry about in that scenario, but just as a as a an adopted Raiders fan, I just don't like it. Not nine overall on a running back, but he is the running back, and they're going to need one, right? They're not going to roll with Zamir White. They're not going to roll with uh, Amir Abdullah, and it doesn't look like Josh Jacobs is going to be back. So here we go. Let's get some wide receiver love. And at 11 overall, uh, the staff writers over here at the Draft Network have wide receiver one Quentin Johnston out of TCU going 11 overall to the Houston Texans. Remember earlier in this mock, the Texans did take a quarterback. Uh, C.J. Stroud was the number one pick off of the board. And I do fully believe that Houston, uh, this is going to be the direction. I think they are going to go quarterback, wide receiver. What quarterback? Don't know. What wide receiver? Don't know. But Brandon Cooks is clearly pissed off. John Mechie, hopefully everything goes well with his cancer recovery and he can get back on an NFL field. But outside of that, Nico Collins, woof, right? The dude has been hurt all damn year. And what, Chris Moore is, what, 27 years old? No, not Chris Moore. They need a guy on the outside. And I think with these two picks, you pair whatever quarterback you take at the top of the draft with whatever wide receiver is number one on their board. Quinn Johnson's going to be an interesting case this draft season because, uh, you know, I, I watch the tape and I certainly see flashes of just absolute dominance. But I also don't see, and, and this isn't a bad thing, I don't see a finished product yet at wide receiver, which is not a bad thing, right? I think there are a lot of areas in which Quentin Johnston can grow um, as a wide receiver. Is his, his measurables, the size, the athleticism, the speed, they're all there. He's going to test like a freak at the combine, right? Six foot three, six foot four, 215 pounds, maybe a little heavier than that. Already reported 40 plus inch vertical jump. His broad jump is going to be good, uh, is going to be is going to be phenomenal. 40 yard dash time, and shit, he can run four 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 three. I mean, he's going to he's going to test and look like 
a guy compared to Jordan Addison, compared to any of these other receivers in this class. He has that the look of just an imposing figure on the outside. We'll see how it would go with uh, with C.J. Stroud and that porous offensive line. Uh, you know, I, I we'll see how it goes. We would see how it goes. I'm, I'm I am not. I am not in on C.J. Stroud as the number one quarterback off the board, but Houston, here's how I look at these quarterbacks, right? I, I think, how do you want to play it? Do you want to just go like the floor play where you just feel like, okay, I've got a safe starter, or do you want to swing for the fences? And I think C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young are more like, you know what you're getting kind of right away. Whereas Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, you really don't know what they can be. You have hopes and 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 aspirations that they they mature and grow into their skill set, and you have something special on your hands. But it's definitely more of a, a a home run type swing. So Quentin Johnson right here at eleven to Houston as the wide receiver one off the board. Uh, Seattle that goes edge. Tennessee gets offensive line help. The Jets go O line help for uh, quarterback of the future Mike White apparently. Uh, more offensive line, Pittsburgh. This would be uh, good for Pittsburgh. Roger Jones out of Georgia to help Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris out. Packers, they need O-line help, so they go Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Detroit bypasses quarterback again because they've got a good one in Jared Goff. And here we go. Jacksonville Jaguars select Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Listen, the connections to Doug Peterson, the way that Doug values the tight end, now, Evan Ingram is having a phenomenal season. He's on a one-year deal. Again, if I'm Evan Ingram, this is the perfect scenario for him. He accepts a one-year deal in Jacksonville, shows everybody that he can be a number one tight end in the NFL. It's amazing all these Giants players that get out of the, the system of Jason Garrett and Ben McAdoo and whoever the hell were the coaches before then. Uh, they all seem that they're all thriving, right, without those bad regimes, as well as the players in Jacksonville without Urban Meyer. Michael Mayer, <clears throat> he is not the athlete that Kyle Pitts is, all right? Let's just get it out. He is not the athlete that Kyle Pitts is, but you're talking about a tight end who's, he is the best tight end in this class. He's a plug-and-play tight end at the next level. A lot of comparisons to Jason Witten. I think he's going to be a rock-solid player in the NFL. Yes, I'm with you, Lindsey Mack. Evan Ingram needs to go bag chase. I'm not accepting a cheap deal to come back to Jacksonville. If they want me, they got to pay me like a top five tight end. If I'm Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram agent, that's the direction that we're going. So in this scenario, Evan Ingram gets paid. You insert Michael Mayer into an offense with what I believe, and my my counterpart, Jay Rich, uh, does not like old Trevor Lawrence. He called him the golden boy, and he was a bust, and he said all these bad things about T-Law. I think T-Law is ready to make that next step next year. He gets Calvin Ridley, potentially an elite young tight end. We've already seen the offense. They continue to build that line, work on that defense, confidence of him going to the playoffs. I think Trevor Lawrence is ready to take that next step. I'm very excited for the future of that young man, proving why he was and should have been the number one pick in 2021. You give him a tight end like Michael Mayer, I think that would be a phenomenal pick. I, I mean, we see what he's doing with Evan Ingram. I mean, it would just be the same thing, probably even amplified because they spent a top 20 pick on Mayer. Mayer's going in the first round, whether you like it or not. I think this would be uh, this would be a phenomenal, a phenomenal pick for Trevor Lawrence. And what I love about Jacksonville and what it seems like they're doing is they're putting everything around their young quarterback to be successful. They're giving them weapons, right? Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. They they traded for Calvin Ridley, which you know, savvy move. If you're doing a startup. Jay Rich just said in the chat, 
One of the cheapest stacks that you can get in startups is Jacksonville. You can get you Ridley for cheap. Trevor Lawrence, you got to pay up a little bit for Lawrence, which I had to do in, in the in the startup that we're currently doing. But you'll be able to grab some of those wide receivers for the low, especially in best ball formats. Would love this fit of Jacksonville and Michael Mayer. So let's move down the board. And the Dolphins pick is forfeited. They traded for Bradley Chubb. So their pick is forfeited. And here we go. Anthony Richardson, number 23 to the New York Giants. So there you go. Four quarterbacks in round one of this mock, and I fully believe these four will be round one picks in the NFL draft. I don't personally, personally believe uh, Richardson is going to fall to 23. If we scroll back up, let's look at the teams that need quarterback. Uh, Washington, Tampa potentially. I don't think Detroit's going to do it, but we'll just say Detroit. Don't think they're going to do it. The Jets, are the Jets a sneaky team to draft a quarterback, right? If they do, I don't think Anthony Richardson would be the one that they would want to draft unless they do that with the anticipation that Mike White is going to be their starting quarterback at least next year. Tennessee, I think they're in a position to potentially draft a quarterback. Uh, We've already gotten through Seattle, uh, not the Eagles. Raiders, maybe. Cardinals, no. Falcons, this Falcons one is interesting, y'all. Like, you know, we 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 look at at six overall. If if the best available quarterback at this point is Richardson, I don't think Atlanta's taking Richardson with the top ten pick, right? So what does this mean for Atlanta? Is it the Lamar Jackson trade? Is it going to be a veteran free agent like Jimmy Garoppolo or Geno Smith bag chasing? Or you know, this I'll just say these last four games for Desmond Ritter feel a lot like the last four games of Jalen Hurts during his rookie year, where Ritter had a... Jalen Hurts, if you go back to his last four games of his rookie season, he played four games. Two of them, he was pretty damn good, and two of them, he was pretty awful. So far, in Ritter's two starts, he's had one solid one last week versus Baltimore, where he really, the connection with Drake London, he played well, and then one stinker versus New Orleans. It feels very reminiscent to the path that Jalen Hurts got an opportunity to start that following year to see if he could potentially be the guy. We'll see. We will see how this plays out, but it feels the the path is very Hurts reminiscent in Atlanta, so that's probably the only team that I think that would take a goal. Okay, back to back to back to the the New York Giants pick. All right, Anthony Richardson to the New York Giants. What does this mean? Well, um, this would mean that Daniel Jones is probably on another one-year prove-it deal to get a starting job somewhere else because you don't take a quarterback here in this spot and have no – unless you're the Packers, have no intention of playing him. So I would that would indicate to me that the Giants aren't all the way sold on Daniel Jones as the long-term answer, and uh, you know they would give him one year to kind of bridge it for Anthony Richardson, who's probably not ready to go from the jump. Let him learn Brian Dayball's system. And now we've got the four landing spots, right? We've got the four landing spots for the quarterbacks. We've got C.J. Stroud to Houston, Bryce Young to Seattle at three, Will Levis to Carolina at four, and then Anthony Richardson way down there at 23 to the Giants. Rank them. Dynasty. Super flex. How would you rank those quarterbacks? Because for me, for me, if this were to play out like this, Anthony Richardson, I'll say it again, would be my QB1. I don't give a damn if I got to wait a year for him to play. Brian Dayball, that offense, 
what they're building in New York with his skill set. I've seen, I'm watching Daniel Jones. I mean, let, let's call let's call it ace, ace, a spade, a spade, man. Like, uh, uh, Daniel Jones has looked very, very good this season with Brian Dayball, with some consistency, with the foundation. If he can do that with Daniel Jones, who most people thought was broken, was god-awful, was trash, uh, yeah, I, he'd be my QB1 if these were the landing spots and draft capital that played out. That would be that would be it. I see Brock right here answered the question. He said, "Hey, Rich, young Levis Stroud," and I think I am with you in lockstep. I think it would be a Rich, young Levis Stroud for me. Um, in that scenario, I see Hunter Joe Green, Dynasty Superflex quarterbacks, AR Bryce Levis Stroud, and then we've got one Bryce A Rich Stroud. And Levis, interesting. We'll get Travis on here real quick. Bryce Stroud, A. Rich Levis wouldn't be mad at A. Rich over Stroud. So Bryce is his QB1 if this situation were to play out like this. I I think this would be a phenomenal freaking fit for Anthony Richardson. Uh, I would love it. I'd love the coach. I'd love all that. Matt Bruning, shout out to Campus to Canton. Uh, A. Rich, Young Stroud, Teardrop Levis. So he is still out on Will Levis. That is old Matt Bruning. All right, let's scroll down. The Chargers. I love this pick. The Los Angeles Chargers get Justin Herbert some help on the outside by selecting USC wide receiver Jordan Addison. Man, even at 24, I think the dynasty community would say he is wide receiver one. I mean, if 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 he if he goes to the Chargers uh, with with Justin Herbert, I don't think there's a doubt in my I, there's not a doubt in my mind that I'd be taking him over over Quentin Johnston or or any of the likes at wide receiver. I mean, this would this is one you keep him home in LA. He's playing in a dome. This this would be a nutty fit. I mean, it's it's almost like you've got Keenan Allen replacing Keenan Allen and Jordan Addison and more explosive, right? He's faster. We all know Keenan Allen. Uh, historically, I believe Keenan Allen ran, what did he run, a 4-7 at his pro day? That will not be Jordan Addison. I promise you that. I promise you that. This this would be a, a home run fit right here. Jordan Addison to the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Uh, yes, Lindsey, Josh Palmer dead if this happened? How old is... I don't know. I don't know if it would mean Palmer's dead. I think this would speak more towards Keenan Allen and his transition because I believe, and don't quote me on this, I know somebody probably could look this up, I think they can get out of Keenan, and I don't know if they would, but I think they have an out in Keenan Allen's contract after this season, I think. I think. And even if it's not this year, I think it's if it's not this year, it's next year. But my God, uh, Jordan Addison to the uh, the Chargers would be a phenomenal fit. And then we get another skill position player, Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver out of Ohio State, which, uh, listen, I, I think, I think we're overthinking the JSN thing, man. Like, the kid is good. He's not, he's not going to go out there and run a 4-3. He's not going to run a 4-4. We know he didn't play this year because of the hamstring injury, but on a team that had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, uh, Emeka Ibuka, I know he's a freshman. Marvin Harrison Jr., this dude outproduced everybody. He's good. He's a good fucking wide receiver. I don't care how you slice it, whatever. Like, oh, he didn't play this year. He did. He literally didn't play. He got hurt. I mean, 
Jordan Addison was hurt for half of the season, for for Christ's sake. So uh, I think Baltimore, they need another. If, 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 if this is under the assumption that Lamar Jackson is back, you got to give him some help. And why I like this fit for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson more than Quentin Johnston to Baltimore, more than I think Jordan Addison would be able to do it. But JSN wins uh, in short areas, right? He can he can play that sort of possession receiver. Let Bateman stretch the field, do some things down the field. Let JSN operate in the slot. Let him do what he does best. Let him operate in the slot. Get the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands quickly. I think this would be a great fit for JSN. I just I don't want to overthink the evaluation of Jackson Smith and Jigba. If he were to have come out last year, he would have been right up there as one of the top wide receivers drafted. He's a good player. Uh, he's not a phenomenal athlete, but we all know that 40-yard dash time is not indicative of fantasy success at the wide receiver position. Jason, the Baltimore with Lamar Jackson there, I think it would be a home run fit. I really do love that for the Ravens and for Jackson Smith and Jigba. As we scroll down, we have no more fantasy relevant players until the end where Buffalo selects wide receiver Rasheed Rice out of SMU, a player that I'm telling you right now, he is going to be a riser throughout the process. 6'1", 6'2", 200 plus pounds, inside, outside, route, uh, his, his separation skills are immaculate, the hands are phenomenal, the body control, it's, it's, he's good. Uh, is he going to be first round pick good? I don't know, I'd have him probably projected as a second rounder, but it wouldn't shock me to see him get, uh, get drafted towards the back of the first round with teams wanting to find those receivers. So, there we go. That's round one. And uh, luckily for us, we have a treat because when this dropped on Monday, the second round, yes, Leo, I like it. JSN would be Sun God 2.0. I love it. I, I, I absolutely love this, Leo, no doubt. Um, tra Travis said JSN sophomore season was all I needed to see. I don't care about that he didn't play. All right, Jay Rich has uh, hit us with the, uh, what up, Jay? Keenan with the se 7 million dead caps, so he will be restructured for sure. So life without Keenan Allen is starting to get planned for. We've got a round two of this mock. I did not anticipate doing this, but let's go through round two real quick, and let's see what uh, what the staff writers have for round two of this mock. No offensive players off of the board, but here we go. There we go. There we go. Jameer Gibbs, the Philadelphia Eagles, in a trade with the Rams. Um, they get this pick. They give up uh, their 31st overall. So they move back out of the first. That's how That's how uh, uh, the Rams get Brian Branch. They move back a couple of picks, and they select Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama. Again, uh, phenomenal fit. I want pieces of great offenses or good offenses. Philly's a great offense. Miles Sanders, we know uh, Philly can move on from Miles at the end of this season. Kenneth Gainwell, complimentary back, but he's not a full-time starter. Jameer Gibbs, plug and play. Uh, with this fit, it'd be hard to say he's anything other than RB2 in this class. This is and this is great work by Philly to, to acquire a couple of additional picks, right? A fourth rounder next year and a fifth rounder this year. To, to move back and probably take a player that they wanted to take at 32. So Jameer Gibbs to Philly, be interested in where he would slot in with some of the quarterbacks and wide receivers from round one. Love this pick. And I'm telling you right now, I think he's probably tight end two in this class. I know there's a lot of love for Georgia tight end Darnell Washington, but Dalton Kincaid out of Utah is just, he's just a solid tight end. If, if, and I'm not saying the play style comps are, are the same, but Probably a cat that's 
I could see being like a better version of Dawson Knox in the NFL. I'm not going to say he's some elite weapon, TJ Hawkinson, but I think he can be a Dawson Knox type player at the tight end level, at the NFL level, the tight end position. So the Saints, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. If you want to watch any game to really see what kind of skill set Kincaid has, watch the game versus USC when he had 16 receptions. Um, very good. Very good. Very good player. Very good tight end. Cleveland selects Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Okay. He's fast. He's athletic. Um, you know, he can return punts. He's got some special teams ability. You put him on a team with Watson, with Amari, uh, with, uh, with DPJ. I, I think this is a great NFL fit. I, I don't know. I don't know where I would take him in um in a rookie draft. I like Josh Downs a lot. He's going to be a top five, top seven type wide receiver for me in the class. If if Cleveland brings back Amari, if they get the DPJ, I I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe DPJ is the three. Josh Downs is the two. I, I could buy it. I, I could buy into it. It's Deshaun Watson. It's a great quarterback or good quarterback. We hope he's going to be great next season. Josh Downs, he's got the capital to matter here. Um, with Cleveland at 42. And Tennessee, here we go. Let's have some fun. Tennessee needs a wide receiver in the worst way. In the worst way. And instead of taking one 13th overall, they wait to 44. And they take Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. So he stays home in Tennessee, plays in Tennessee. And uh, this is a phenomenal sort of skill fit pairing with Traylon Burks. Let Traylon Burks be your, I don't want to say Debo Samuel, but he can play down the field too. But you get another speed guy. They need more speed on the outside. I mean, Bobby Trees is is done, right? Kyle Phillips, remember all that hype? Kyle Phillips in the preseason, nowhere to be found. Don't even I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what happened, but nowhere to be found. Uh, this would be a great fit. His ability to stretch the field paired with Traylon Burks and Chiggy at tight end. I think that makes for a very intriguing core of weapons for whatever quarterback would be in Tennessee next year and beyond, which I don't believe it would be which I don't believe it would be uh, uh, Malik Willis. Uh, Jay Rich says, what a terrible fit. When the hell do they throw deep? Uh, they can't They can't throw deep now because outside of Traylon, nobody else can go down the field. Literally, they have nobody else that can get down the field. <laughs> exactly. There it is, Travis. I said it I, I, before you even before you even said it. We're on the same page. We are, we are in sync today, Travis. We are in sync, my man. New England at 45 overall. They go wide receiver. Zay Flowers, and again, another player that I think is going to be a big riser throughout the process. He's not 5'8". I don't believe, I think he's like listed at 5'10", 5'11", which is much better than I thought. I thought he was like another Rondell Moore type clone. But Zay Flowers here to the Patriots, they need somebody. And I guess they just stay home and they're like, all right, at least we've seen him in Boston. That's that's close enough to New England, right? Is New England, where's the, where the, where the, don't get GQ started on geography, but I think it's close enough to New England, right? Just keep them there. Zay Flowers to New England. Sure. Um, it just scares me because I'm a Jay, uh, Zay Flowers fan, and New England seems to ruin every damn wide receiver they touch. So that sucks. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully Bill O'Brien can come in or they find an OC. The, the fall from grace from Mac Jones has been a wild one from his rookie season. He had one of the better rookie seasons in NFL history. Go look it up. And the the decline this year, imagine that. You hire a defensive coordinator as your OC in the call plays. Shit hits the fan. Surprise, surprise. Zay Flowers to New England. I hope. 
I hope. All right, let's move down the board. Green Bay gets a tight end for Jordan Love. Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State. Have not admittedly watched much of him. Don't know anything about him. All I keep hearing is that is he's athletic and he's good and he's going to get the capital. So there's another tight end. Mayer at 19 or Dalton Kincaid or Tucker Craft. You know, you can get those guys in the third or fourth round of rookie draft probably. So there you go, Green Bay getting a weapon for whatever quarterback is at the helm. Let's scroll down. What else do we have? The Dolphins replace. There you go. Miami replaces Mike Gusecki with Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. Great fit because not only can he catch the ball, he's a phenomenal blocker. So they want to run the ball. You want to protect two. And Mike Gusecki ain't blocking anybody, right? You replace Gusecki with Washington. He's six foot seven, 275 pounds. You got another offensive lineman out there at tight end that can catch the ball. Good fit for Miami. I like it. From a rookie draft perspective, I don't know. I don't. Uh, they're they're comparing him to Mercedes Lewis. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't get me excited very much for fantasy purposes. Fifty five. Here they go. The Giants adding to their young quarterback Daniel Jones in this mock. They took Anthony Richardson twenty three. They go with one of the top senior wide receivers in the class, Cedric Tillman, out of Tennessee. Cedric Tillman was poised for a monster season this year. Gets hurt. Allows Jalen Hyatt to ascend. He wins the Blitnikoff. Cedric Tillman's probably going to be a second-round pick. And with Daniel Jones, with Anthony Richardson, they need some talent, right? I think, I th- I believe the Giants have found something in Isaiah Hodgins. And what that something is, it's not a wide receiver one, probably not a wide receiver two, but I do believe that that Isaiah Hodgins has done enough to warrant an opportunity to be the two or three for New York next year, but they still need another guy. So adding Cedric Tillman, Isaiah Hodgins, bring back Saquon Barkley. Maybe they found another receiver later on, maybe through free agency. The class isn't very good, but I'd like the fit of Cedric Tillman to the Giants in Tennessee. I think this would make him a, a solid round two pick here in our rookie drafts. We scroll down, and the Dallas Cowboys. Again, I love this pick. This is the first time I've seen... These picks, I did not know there was a round two in here, but the staff writers at TDN have the Dallas Cowboys selecting Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, and I've been screaming it. They, Oh, yeah, excuse me, Javat, Wondell Robinson. I forgot, Wondell Robinson, yes, he's coming back. Yes, Wondell for the Giants, so like that a lot. Marvin Mims, Dallas needs another guy, right? We saw T.Y. Hilton on that third and 30 play go down the field. I think this would be a sneaky good fit for... Fantasy purposes, Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, sort of the forgotten man. If if I could think, I'm trying to think of a prospect that we've had over the last couple of years that you just hear the name and it's like, ah, oh, he's just, okay, whatever, Marvin Mims. And they get the NFL and you're like, oh shit, this dude is actually pretty good. I think that's what we could be looking at with Mar- Marvin Mims. I, I do like this fit for Dallas. Uh, they're, they're flirting with OBJ, so they're telling us, right, they want another guy. Gallup is good for what he does, but Mims is a different kind of player. I think he would complement CeeDee Lamb and Gallup very well. This would be a sneaky, sneaky good fit. Back half of the second round, uh, top of the third. If if, if Mims goes to Dallas, the, I think he's a second-round pick, lock. But probably not high second. I, I would really love this. The Jalen Tolbert experience has failed uh, miserably. He's not, gonna, he's not a good wide receiver. They re-roll. Marvin Mims, better player than Jalen Tolbert. I like the fit. In Dallas, let's move down the board, and there we go. Another wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. They select Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. This one, 
I, I guess this would signal because DJ Chark is only on a one-year deal. You've got Amon Ra's the one. You've got J-Mo as your two. Xavier Hutchinson, big body wide receiver, sort of does some of the same things that Amon Ross St. Brown does. But here's the thing. They're adding to their offense to help out Jared Goff, their quarterback. So Hutch would be, he'd be a third rounder, I believe, if if this were to play out. You know, you know, late second capital, wide receiver. I like the offense. Uh, Detroit's offense is not the problem, right? Defensively is is where they struggle right now. So you put Hutch in that offense, I think it's a good NFL fit. I don't know how good it is for fantasy because he's clearly uh, the third, fourth option in the pecking order in that offense. Good NFL fit. I don't think it's the best fantasy fit for Xavier Hutchinson. And we scroll down the board, and that is it. No more Offensive players off of the board in the top 64. No Tank Bigsby, no Sean Tucker, no Zach Evans. Uh, you look at some of the other players. I know uh, I know Stanley has been talking about uh, Hendon Hooker. Here's the thing, man. Uh, listen, the dude is, is going to probably be, what, 27? By the t- 26? By the time he steps on an NFL field? I can't do it, man. I just, I, I think Matt Bruning, and I got to give credit to Matt Bruning and Campus to Canton. Uh, Bruning was been all over the Hendon Hooker thing uh, all season. Product of that scheme, I mean, it's, it's, it's really just sit back and throw down the field in that Josh Heupel offense. I don't know. And there's no way you could take Hendon Hooker with the top 100 pick. I, I, I would put a large amount of money. Hendon Hooker will not be drafted inside the top 100. And at that point, I don't care. So no Hendon Hooker, Stanley. There you go. Question answered. I, I know it's it's been a it's a fun story. I like him. No, 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 no. It's not happening. Will Levis went number four overall to the Carolina Panthers. So let's try to let's talk through this fantasy perspective. Let's get the top ten players in rookie drafts. All right. Uh. I, and, and Alex says only two RBs. Does this seem light? Maybe this class is so deep. And I think that's, Alex, I think that's, I think that's the, the takeaway here, right? Two, two running backs feels light. It does. It, it feels light. But, yo, this class is so good, so deep at running back. I'm telling y'all, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my, um, my prospect film grades right now, and I'm looking at players like, like you know, what's the big separator between Zach Evans and Zach Charbonnet? If Kendra Miller declares, you got Israel Abanacanda, you've got Chase Brown, Tank Bigsby, Sean Tucker, Blake Warm. I mean, it's so deep. If I'm an NFL team, I'm not going to be the first one to pull the trigger on running back. I'll just let them fall. Like let let these other. What what is the difference between Devon A. Chain and and Jameer Gibbs? They're roughly around the same size. A chain's more explosive. He can catch. I just, it's so deep that I, I, I think that teams will load up at other positions and then gobble up that value just a little bit later. But this is early, man. Wait till the combine. Wait till the pro days. We get more information. We'll, we'll, we'll start to, we'll start to clean this up. But it's fun to take a look at this stuff now. This is, this is the, this is the point of the exercise. So let's go back and talk about top ten. Oh gosh, top ten. Uh, picks, super flex, rookie drafts. Let's go. So at number one, and I need to write this down so I could so I could remember. So let's write this down. Number one, based on the landing spots, 
all of that. I'm going to put it up. I'm going to put the poll up. Is B. John Robinson still 101 if these quarterbacks get the landing spots they got? C.J. Stroud, one to Houston, Bryce to Seattle, Levis to Carolina. Bijan went nine overall to the Raiders. And then we had, uh, what's his name? Anthony Richardson at 23 overall to the Giants. Is Bijan still 101? Is that where we're at? Is Bijan still 101? Probably. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to get too wild here. He's probably still 101. Okay. Yeah. Jay Vat said 101 no matter what. All right. Bijan at 101. Let's go. Uh, yes. T got trade. Yeah. 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 You got to, we're only looking at the fantasy stuff. That's why I said, check out the full mock. Yes. Yeah, you're wondering how Cincinnati got up here. T. Higgins traded, yes, to Chicago. So big, big thing that we didn't talk about because I'm only looking at the offensive players. But yes, and I think Cincinnati's going to have a decision to make. They got to pay Burrow. They got to pay Chase. So in this scenario, since he got the number two overall pick from from whoever the hell was sitting at two, and they gave up T. Higgins... Uh, 23, uh, 20, their later first round pick, a second round pick uh, to Chicago. So Justin Fields to, to T Higgins. Yeah. 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 That'd be fun. All right. So the, the, the community has said Bijan one-on-one, no matter what, I think there's a case to be made for Anthony Richardson, but we won't do it. So now it comes down to the quarterbacks. Bijan's at one-on-one. What quarterback? Uh, we, we talked about a rich to the, to the Giants, so we're going to go Anthony Richardson, 102, Bryce Young, 103, Bryce Young, 103, we good with that, we good with Bijan, A. Rich, Bryce Young, 103, 104, I'm going to say Will Levis, y'all can tell me if it's if it's bad, I'm going to say Will Levis at four, <sighs> CJ Stroud at five. And now we get to wide receivers is Philly and Jameer Gibbs is Jordan Addison to uh, Jordan Addison to the Chargers. Do they push to go for 106? They push to go 106 or you take Jameer Gibbs there. I would say Addison. I would put Addison at 106 after CJ Stroud. Addison would be 106 for me. Jameer Gibbs. He went in the second round to Philly. He went the top of the second round to Philly. I'd have Jameer Gibbs at 107. 1-8. Quentin Johnston at 108. 1-9. JSN. And 110. Got Gibbs, Downs, Flowers, Hyatt. Oh boy. Uh 110 would would be whatever running back comes off of the board early in round 3. So whomever that is, whatever running back is coming off of uh off of the board in round 3, I would take probably those guys over Hutchinson, Mims, Tillman, Washington. I know some people play tight in premium leagues, so Michael Mayer may be in consideration. I'm not saying I would do it. Not saying he's not worthy of it. He'd be in consideration in tight end premium leagues. Downs at 110 over a third round running back. Ah, I don't know if I can get on board with that. Rasheed Rice, Buffalo. He's a first round receiver. He's a first round wide receiver. I think he'd have to be in there. Mayor at 110. I, I don't think so, Barry. I think I would take whatever running back. I, I think I would take whatever running back 
comes off of the board early in round three. But I do think we're discrediting Rasheed Rice here in Buffalo with Josh Allen a little bit. Uh, Downs went to Downs went to Cleveland, the top of the middle of the second. 42 overall, Josh Downs went to Cleveland. Um, ah, Addison is third overall fantasy player. Mm. Feels like a drop after 109. I think so because we don't have the running backs. I think if we saw, I'm telling you guys right now, a fit that's going to be amazing is whatever running back lands in Miami because they need one in the worst way. I'm watching them play. I'm watching how they want to play. Uh, whatever running back goes to Miami is going to have some big-time value, whether that's Charbonnet, whether that's Izzy, whether that's Zach Evans, whatever running back. In, and they and they were in on Javonta Williams a couple of years ago. They tried to make a play for Chase Edmonds. We saw that fail. Jeff Wilson, they, they, they these teams keep telling us what they want to do. Miami drafts a running back. That dude's going to matter. So I would love to see round three of a mock where we probably would get a slew of running backs off of the board and then kind of make that decision. But yeah, right around that one nine, one ten spot, I guess Mayer, you got Tillman, you got Rice, you got Hyatt. I don't like Hyatt. The, the fit is just, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, Sean Tucker in Miami would be pretty dope. I think that'd be a pretty dope fit as well. But we've got a... Ah, it, it's going to be fun. This is going to be a dope draft season because we've got four quarterbacks that all have their warts, but they all have crazy talent. We've got receivers that we know that are going to go high that realistically none of them are as good as Chase Waddle-Smith. None of them are as good, in my opinion. You know, you look at the top of this class with Olave, with London, with Garrett Wilson. It's like phenomenal wide receivers that have come out. Uh, Addison is dope. QJ is dope. JSN is dope. You got a big three at wide receiver, no doubt about it. It's going to be an interesting one to play out, and uh, we get free agency before the NFL draft, so that will also clear some stuff up. So shout out to the Draft Network for this mock. I thought this was a good one to take a look at today. We'll be doing mock drafts every freaking week, whether we're reviewing a what mock, whether we do our own mock, we do mock draft ADP, but tis the season to start mock draft preparation. So Really excited about this process with you all uh, tonight over in our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We are doing our first uh, kicking off our film session series with a dope running back. Man, he's such a good running back. I think he's going to be um, he's going to test very well at the combine and I'll be interested to see what the capital is. So if you want a part of that, sign up for the group, get in there tonight, 730 Central Time. We'll be having a film breakdown, and we'll be doing those every week on Wednesday. So appreciate y'all being in the building and hanging out with your boy. I had to fly this ship solo today, but I, uh, if you appreciated the video, if you liked the show, if you liked the content, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, tell all your friends about it. Remember the new content schedule. This is it. Twice a week, Monday's Wednesday show, no show on Friday. So make sure you tap into the Destination Devi radio feed for all of the stuff. America's Game, Jeff's Injury Podcast, Scott Connor, Destination Dynasty, Off the Line Fantasy, 4D Fantasy. We've got a lot of stuff cracking, uh, you know, year round, really, here at DD. So make sure you're tapped in to the podcast feed. YouTube stuff. We got prop bets. If you do that, use the promo code Wake Up. And one more time, get that Michelle Adoro coffee. Use the promo code Wake Up for 15% off. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us this week. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your week. Have a good weekend and make sure y'all wake up bright and early on Monday morning to kick it with your boy Ray G. Y'all have a great weekend. Love y'all. I'm out. Peace.
Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich of the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prospect for a 100% deposit match up to $100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo it's all gas all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.